Hey, everybody. Welcome to this special bonus episode of History of a Haunting. As you have probably figured out by now, we are doing the hauntings at Disneyland. We are joined today by our guest studio audience, Nancy. Hi, everyone. Hi, Mommy. Um, Okay, yeah, so this is a special bonus episode of History of a Haunting, and we're doing this because, uh, as everybody knows, the whole world is closed. And that includes Disneyland. So we thought it might be kind of a fun little treat to talk about the hauntings at the happiest place on Earth. And yeah, surprisingly, I was surprised when I found out Disneyland was haunted. Hmm. I mean, I've known about it for years and years, but I was still like, really? There's ghosts there? Oh, my God. Oh, God. Yeah, and um, lots of, lots of uh, weird... People do weird things at Disneyland. We'll get into that when we get to my part, but anywho, <laughs> she's looking at me like, what do they do? Kind of weird things. <laughs> uh, you know, I'm going to save that little nugget because I want to see the look on your face when I tell you. Great. All right. Okay. Let's do this. All right. So for this, I got most, if not all of this from a day in LA tours.com by Shauna Murray. So cool. for, for more than 60 years, the happiest place on earth has been a little park in Southern California called Disneyland. Okay, maybe it's not so little, but this 160-acre piece of land had a humble beginning as an orange grove before Walt Disney transformed it into an enchanted land that's had more visitors since it opened than any other theme park in the world. This quaint little park. <laughs> Disneyland has grown and evolved with the times, but has managed to hold on to the magic that beckons people of all ages to visit and dream of visiting year after year. Mm-hmm, yes. Fans of the park will tell you there's just something about it, something special that makes it a place unlike any other. It's true. Upon entering the gates of the park, visitors pass through a tunnel and under the famous plaque that reads, Here you leave today and enter the world of yesterday, tomorrow, and fantasy. That is my favorite part, one of my favorite parts of the park. I take a picture of that sign. Every time we go. Every single time. (laughs) Every single time we go. (laughs) So just how did Disney transform this place from farmland to fantasy land to become one of the most beloved places in the world? Let's take a trip through yesterday, today, and tomorrow to find out. Yay! Walt Disney first spoke of creating an amusement park while while taking his daughters to ride the carousel at Griffith Park in Los Angeles. As he watched his girls from a park bench, he dreamed of creating a place that families would enjoy together, where children could play and parents could relax. By the 1940s, Walt Disney Studios had become well-known for its cartoon characters, including Mickey Mouse, and animated films like Snow White. Disney started receiving letters from fans who wanted to visit the studios. They wanted to do more than just go to the movies. They wanted to be a part of an experience. Oh my God, I didn't realize like way back then they were like, we want to go and see all of it. 
Disney knew the actual studio wouldn't offer much in terms of entertainment for the public, so he started dreaming up a place for tourists to visit. He spoke of creating a place both children and adults would enjoy, where their favorite characters and films could come to life. And boy, do they. In 1948, Disney sent a now-famous memo to the studio production designer, Dick Kelsey, outlining his ideas for Mickey Mouse Park. The typical amusement park in those days wasn't a family-friendly place to visit. They were dirty and disorganized, known for over-serving patrons at the beer stand and for attracting a criminal element. (laughs) Disney wanted his park to be different. The original concept was slated to be a small park with a boat ride and a few themed areas on an eight-acre plot across the street from Walt Disney Studios in Burbank, but the project soon outgrew the proposed location. Disney started visiting other parks for inspiration, and as his ideas grew and more designers got involved in the planning, it and became... what not to do. His yeah. what not to do list grew. <laughs> it became clear they needed a much bigger space to hold the park they envisioned. They found the space they needed at a cost they could afford 27 miles southeast of Los Angeles, purchasing a 160-acre orchard of orange and walnut trees in Anaheim. The Mickey Mouse Park project became Disneylandia, and finally Disneyland. In 1954, construction began on the site. Just one year and $17 million later, Disney was ready to open its doors to the public. What is that, do you imagine? Of- well, this is what I was just going to say. What is that in today's money? Oh, I don't have that. But... $500 bazillion, <laughs> probably? I'm, I've probably... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to guess between 60 and $72 million. Oh, Okay. So that's kind of inexpensive, comparatively. Well, yeah, that's true. That's true, but still. On Sunday, July 17, 1955, Disneyland opened its gates for the first time with 18 rides and attractions and five lands, including Adventureland, Frontierland, Fantasyland, Tomorrowland, and Main Street USA. Yay! Park admission costs just $1, plus tickets for individual attractions. Holy shit! (laughs) That sounds like quite a deal compared to the $129 single-day pass in 2019. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep, and was that's that's I think that's single day, <clears throat> single park. Yeah, yeah, yeah. July seventeenth was meant to be a preview day for invited guests and members of the press before opening to the public the following day. Unfortunately, the event was nothing short of a total disaster. <laughs> oh God. The dedication ceremonies, which included California Governor Goodwin Knight and Walt Disney's ah. I'm sorry, who? <laughs> California Governor Goodwin Knight and Walt Disney's Hollywood friends Ronald Reagan, Art Linkletter, and Robert Cummings were televised live on ABC. Oh, God. The broadcast attracted over 90 million viewers, (laughs) the largest TV audience in history at the time. And it was a failure? We'll get to it. Okay. Oh, my. (laughs) Goodness. Which meant that all eyes were on Disneyland for what Disney executives would come to call Black Sunday and would lead the press to deem Disneyland Walt's Folly. Oh. Oh, wow. So you asked, what could possibly have gone wrong in the happiest place on Earth? On Earth? On Earth. Yes. In a word, everything. (laughs) Really? The weather was a scorching 101 degrees. Oh, God. More than half of the 28th thousand people in attendance had invited themselves by forging tickets or jumping the fence to get in. Oh, that's where that came from. Women's heels were sinking into the freshly poured asphalt. (laughs) 
due to a plumber strike, Disney had to choose between working toilets or drinking fountains. Oh, shit. He chose the former, which people might have been grateful for, but some thought it was a conspiracy by event sponsor Pepsi to make people buy their beverages. Oh, Jesus. Oh, my God. <laughs> Traffic was gridlocked on the newly constructed freeway, and celebrity guests like Frank Sinatra and Debbie Reynolds were delayed for their scheduled appearances. As if that weren't enough, a gas leak forced operators to close three of the five lands just hours after the park opened. Oh my god. You never hear about these things. I never knew any of this. Uh -uh. Ever the optimist, Walt Disney still delivered his official dedication. To all who come to this happy place, welcome. Disneyland is your land. Here age relives fond memories of the past. And here youth may savor the challenge and promise of the future. Disneyland is dedicated to the ideals, the dreams, and the hard facts that have created America. With the hope that it will be a source of joy and inspiration to all the world. After receiving all the bad press and criticism that day, Disney learned from its painful mistakes and fixed them. Even well, today. One would think. One would think. One would hope. Even today, you'll notice the plethora of restrooms and drinking fountains, mm -hmm. assuring no guest will have to be thirsty or uncomfortable. You never have to hunt very far to find a bathroom or a drinking fountain. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Whatever they did to turn things around must have worked because within seven weeks of opening, one million people had walked through Disneyland's oh my gates. Gosh. In the years that followed, Disneyland pushed the boundaries of technology and creativity and influenced the design of theme parks, roller coasters, and other attractions around the world. To this day, it is still the most popular theme park in the world. Here is a timeline of Disneyland's milestones, innovations, and firsts. 1956, just one year after opening, Disneyland had welcomed 5 million visitors. Holy 1957. Make that 10 million visitors. Whoa, in two years? In two years. Wow. In 1959, the Matterhorn bobsled ride became the first tubular steel coaster ever built. Its design still influences the design of modern-day roller coasters. Yay! In 1963, the Enchanted Tiki Room was the first of its kind to use new audio-animatronics technology and have three-dimensional birds, flowers, and tiki gods perform a live show. Okay, let me stop you right there. As many times as we've been to Disneyland, we've never been in the Enchanted Tiki Room. Is no. it still there? It's still there. Uh -huh. Oh, wow. Yeah, we've never been. There's a... It, Maybe we should go next time. Well, <laughs> right. There's a, a handful of things that we've never done at Disneyland um, because we're bad fans. Continue. Wow. In 1966... <laughs> It's a Small World water ride open featuring 500 audio-animatronic dolls representing cultures around the world. My favorite are the little Dutch girls with their little mm -hmm. clicking wooden shoes. And we've been trying to get the theme song out of her head ever since. Right. <laughs> In 1967, Pirates of the Caribbean made its debut. It remains, ride ever. It remains one of the most popular rides to this day and was the inspiration for the hip blockbuster movies of the same name. Yes. 1969, The Haunted Mansion and its 999 Ghosts always with room for one more, uh -huh. started haunting park visitors. Yay! 1972, the Main Street Electrical Parade premiered, including over 500,000 twinkling lights. 
we've got pictures of us, of me. You took pictures of me watching that. I think mm. I'm like six or seven. Yeah. Watching the Main Street mm-hmm. Electrical Parade with the, um, the three little pigs. Yeah. Remember those characters? Mm-hmm. <laughs> By 1976, 150 million people have visited Disneyland. I, I did, the tickets probably weren't still a dollar, were they? <laughs> probably not. No, okay. <laughs> 1977, the Space Mountain coaster blasted off in Tomorrowland. Boom! Astronauts John Glenn and Alan Shepard were part of its inaugural journey. Oh, wow, I didn't know that. I didn't either. That's cool. 1979, Big Thunder Mountain Railroad opened in Frontierland. One of Koi's favorite rides. 1989, Splash Mountain opened, and its five-story waterfall drop still has this packing a poncho in her purse. Yeah, except we don't. <coughs> 1993, Mickey's Toontown was added as the newest land. Mm-hmm. 1995, Indiana Jones, Indiana Jones Adventures invited guests to be a part of the action with the thrill ride based on George Lucas films. Love that fucking ride. I love that ride. 2001, Disney's California Adventure Park was open to the public, offering a whole new world of rides, restaurants, and attractions modeled after California's most notable parks and landmarks. 2005, Disneyland celebrated its 50th anniversary. We were there. (laughs) We were there. We were. We were also there for their 25th anniversary, too. Oh, that's right. Yeah. We were. Because there's a picture of you holding me in front of the 25th anniversary banner. Yeah. And then there's a picture of me holding Koi in front of the 50th. Aw. I know. I know. Is that cute? I, we're so adorable. <laughs> Cheers, Clink. It's disgusting. <laughs> I think it's Clink Cheers, isn't it? By 2017, 708 million people had visited Disneyland. Jesus. And most recently in 2019, Star Wars Galaxy Edge opened on May 31st, featuring mm-hmm. characters and places seen in the popular George Lucas films. It is amazing, and it, that's our new favorite land. Making George Lucas one of the most for sure. wealthiest people on the planet. For most sure. beloved, for sure. Oh, God, yeah. And, and that's what I've got. That was fabulous, Archie. That was so fabulous. Yeah. And i got to thank Shauna Murray for it. Yeah. She yeah. wrote a fantastic article that... I felt yeah, would you be did. helpful. That was good research. Good job. That was wonderful. Yay. All right. So, studio audience, yeah. you have a, a little tale to tell about <laughs> the opening of Disneyland, don't you? Well, it makes me feel really old <laughs> to tell the story. But when we lived in San Diego okay. and Disneyland, before Disneyland opened, okay, uh, they came down to San Diego some PR people, and went to this little place where my mother was working and gave her... That was Gelco? Yeah. Okay. I think it was like five free tickets to Disneyland. And so she took them, you know, okay, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) I don't really think she had any idea what it was. Yeah. But somebody in the family must have known because we all ended up going. On opening day or within... No, within... You know, that month. Oh, my God. (laughs) And they gave you, you had to, you had to buy the ticket, the ride tickets. Okay. So they just gave you the entry tickets? The entry ticket, you know, which. Was a dollar. Was a dollar, yeah. So, I mean, they were not losing any money. True, because then (laughs) you guys had to then buy the booklet of tickets. Right, right. rides, okay. So, excuse me, um. We went, and I'm sure my father grudgingly, because he 
really didn't care for that kind of stuff. Grandpa wasn't one for... No, no. I feel like Archie uh, and Grandpa would have gotten along real well. He was the driver, right? Yeah, <laughs> basically. <laughs> and I think Anne Ellen and Uncle Coy went with us. I'm not sure. you have to ask Cheryl. But, she, yeah, Cheryl would remember. Cheryl would have gone. But it was... It was really... Uh, what was I, your first impression of it? Like, when you like, had you ever seen or heard of anything like it before when you guys had gone? Or was it... Well... Was it... Did it look similar to the way that it does, the way that it looks now, like Main Street and... Well, it, it had Main Street and it had the, you know, the ticket places out front and then oh, Main okay. Street. But it was a lot smaller. Oh, really? Main you Street know. was a lot smaller? Well, the whole park was smaller than what it sure, is now. Sure, sure. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, there was Fantasyland, and there was the teacups yeah. that are still there, uh-huh. and um, Mr. Toad's Wild Ride. What are the original rides? So it's it's the teacups, it's Dumbo, I think Snow White, Mr. Toad. Because I remember, Arch, when it was the 50th anniversary, they took one ride, one car or whatever, of every original ride and it was painted gold so there was a golden teacup and a golden dumbo and a golden oh yeah it was really cool but there was something western theme that i don't frontierland or a ride that was a ride oh that was something frontierland themed but i don't remember frontierland's not there anymore most of it anyway really because it they've made Room for Galaxy's Edge. Mm. So, like, the Country Bears jamboree thing, I think that's gone, and I think... Oh, I like them. Did you? Yeah. <laughs> okay, so... But, yeah, free tickets, uh, the year it opened, had no idea. Had no really. idea. I mean, obviously, Terry and I watched Mickey Mouse. Right. Know, and, you know... I've grown up hearing those stories about how <laughs> she and Terry watch Mickey Mouse Club every week. And... With Annette, but, what was her name? Funicello? Yeah. Yeah. But <laughs> I, I never thought, you know, I would never have dreamed of a whole park. Yeah. That would be yeah, I mean, what it is today. Yeah, and so in And how your grandson would be, like, literally obsessed with it. You know, I was, what, six years six, old? Six, yeah. That's pretty overwhelming, you know, for a six-year-old. Do you remember loving it? Uh, I just remember being just kind of in awe. Really? Yeah. yeah. So, like, you still are when we go there? Yeah. 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 We do. We walk in. Every time we walk in, we're like, look. <gasps> oh, oh, my God. Oh, my God. I have It's always just as exciting as the very uh-huh. first time. And how old was I when you took me there for the first time? I feel like I was young, like four. You were about five. four. Yeah. Koi was 18 months. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, poor Koi was... Yeah, I couldn't wait. I couldn't wait. Um, But that was the best trip, too, because that was the trip where we got... He was so excited to see Winnie the Pooh. Yes. And we got those amazing pictures. That picture. Yeah. Unfortunately, the subsequent visits for the next maybe one or two visits after that, he wanted nothing to do with With any any character. character. Not any character. Um, So we've got a lot of pictures of Koi... Like, I'm holding Koi on my hip, and I think it's Mary Poppins. And he's... And he's going, like, 
Ew, get away from me. Yeah, so it was... You're not real, you're not real, you're not real. Big fat bummer, yeah. So the very first time, he was all about it. And then subsequent visits up until now. Now he's... Now my mom and I get pictures with the characters and Koi's the one that takes (laughs) them because he's like, no thanks. I'm good. Um, (laughs) But... um, yeah. Okay. Great. That was a great job, Arsh. I, I was so thrilled to hear all of that history. Yeah. I had no idea it was such a, lot a cluster of stuff fucking I've never, beginning. never heard of. Yeah. <laughs> Goodness. Okay. My part. Hang on, guys. Let me get a little situated here. We'll be right back. Okay. So let's um, let's talk about the closings of Disneyland. So it's only closed three other times. Um, it was closed for the National Day of Mourning after John F. Kennedy was assassinated in 1963. And it was closed um, after the Northridge earthquake in 1994. Okay. Put a little asterisk by that one, though. Um, and then, <clears throat> excuse me, most recently it was closed on September 11, 2001. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, although it, it was open the next day each of these times. Now, I do want to, the little caveat with the Northridge earthquake is that um, it was actually shut down following the, the quake to allow for inspections um, of the rides. To make sure everything for one was day. safe. Right. Um, I did find an article that said that's actually not correct. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Um, major news outlets and small blogs have consist- consistently... Consistently? Thank Whoa. you, Jesus. <laughs> have More another w- drink. No, no refill for this one. <laughs> <laughs> More wine should help. Hang on. Words are hard. Hang on. Okay, sorry. Um, have consistently <laughs> stated that the park was closed, but Yesterland.com said that that's actually wrong. The site says that the park was open for business, although each attraction opened only after it was thoroughly inspected. Newspapers at the time reported that Disneyland stayed open. The mistaken fact that Disneyland closed that day has had sort of taken on a life of its own on the internet in recent years. Oh, gotcha. And this was in 1994. So the same thing happened. Um, they did the same thing in the earthquakes. I think it was um, 2009, 2012, and then again just this last year in 2019 hmm. um, when they had that earthquake. So they didn't close down the park itself. They just closed down They closed down individual the- rides one at a time. Right. Mm-hmm. For inspection. For inspection, and then once it was, you know, they were deemed safe, there was no structural damage, there was, they were open again. And in fact, it was, <laughs> Koi and I, because we're so obsessed, um, <laughs> we have the Disneyland app, which is very useful when you're at Disneyland, but it's also very entertaining when you're not. <laughs> um, <laughs> because we check the wait times all the time. Oh my God. We oh my com- God. They are, they're obsessive about it, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, we do. We constantly couldn't have had a more perfect child. I know. He's just, he's amazing. Um, So after this earthquake in 2019, we did. We checked the wait times. And we were like, oh, God. I'm like, look, that one's closed. Oh, that ride's closed. Wait, this one's back open, Coy. Now it's back up to 20 minutes. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. And we've really been watching it like a hawk since Galaxy's Edge opened because we were like, okay. Okay, there's going to be like three hours for this one, I bet. Mm -hmm. Oh, for sure, for sure. But the way they're doing Galaxy's Edge... They, they do it by boarding group, so there is no, like, a wait time. Once mo- the um, Millennium Falcon ride was open long enough, they got rid of the boarding group. 
So now we watch the wait time. <laughs> but right now, Rise of the Resistance is still doing boarding groups. So. Oh, my God. Um, I mean, not right now, because it's closed, which is why we're doing this special episode. And, you know, sorry to bring up sad stuff for the folks listening that are... That had plans to go to Disneyland this weekend. They did, yeah. There's a lot of... Yeah, um, well, you know there were. Everybody has... Well, I, you know, and, and Jennifer, she just got married on her honeymoon. That she, They were going to Disneyland in oh, May. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, then there was that term, like I was telling Archie last night, there was a terminally ill woman that had planned a 10-day vacation and found out two, she got there and she found out that they were closing in two days. So, I mean, it's just a lot of like really, really sad stuff like that. And it's okay to grieve that kind of stuff. Like a lot of folks are like, oh, boo-hoo, wah, wah, your trip to Disneyland got canceled. But that's... Sometimes that's a yeah, major it's thing. A big yeah, deal. yeah, it it's is. a big deal. So it's okay to grieve that <laughs> well, your trip and, is canceled. And this has been the longest it's been closed ever. It's always been just for a day. Yeah. So this is, and now they um, they were hoping to open by March thirty first, um, which was just a few days ago by the time this episode airs. But on March twenty seventh, they announced that it was closed until further notice. Mm-hmm. They're not even putting a date on it. Yeah. Yeah. So. Anyway, those are all the different times that Disneyland has been closed in the past. Um, Now, my sources for all of this fun, haunting, good stuff is wanderwisdom.com, ocregister.com, patch.com, usatoday.com, Reddit, and good old YouTube videos. (laughs) Yeah. Um, (laughs) And we're actually going to be putting a bunch of YouTube videos on our site for this particular one because there's a lot of even Disneyland CCTV footage that's got shit. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. I know. I could watch them forever. (laughs) You know, when Koi and I aren't doing our virtual, you know, go to Disneyland and ride the rides. (laughs) Or not checking wait times or... Uh, yeah, and that's the, you know what, we've been having a blast. We've been getting on every single ride right away, <laughs> front row. We don't have to wait. We can, and I, they let me bring my wine on these rides. <laughs> <laughs> I love. Um, okay, so anyway. Walt would never have approved. No, never, never. Um, so as Archie mentioned, uh, it has been around since July 17th, 1955. Since then, over 600 million people have walked through the gates, and that was as of this article on Wonder wisdom Hmm. um but legend has it that some visitors never left which is why we're doing an episode here on history of a haunting otherwise it's just let's talk all about the fun shit at disneyland (laughs) (laughs) which i think their actual hauntings are fun too um (laughs) so you see disneyland is said to be haunted and it is probably one of the most haunted properties in california and here's but let me tell you why. <laughs> um, so the happiest haunted place on Earth, the ghosts at Disneyland are said to be harmless and even helpful. Now, the very first one I'm going to talk about is the Main Street Fire Station. And it's right when you first walk in. Mm-hmm. It's off to the, when you're walking in, it's off to the left. left. Yes. Um, it's right after you walk under the train tracks and that sign here today, here you leave that mm-hmm. I love. I love that sign. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> you really feel like you are leaving yeah. your bullshit well, you life really behind. you really are. You really are for, you know, however, however long many hours you're there. Yeah, yeah. You really feel like all the garbage that is your life, that dumpster fire stays outside. And <laughs> going to Disneyland and life is fucking perfect. Um, anyway, so it's just on the left side of the street next to the city hall. Um, is the firehouse. And when Walt Disney was alive, he had an apartment on the second floor of this building. 
Um, he used it as a home base of sorts while the park was being built and then stayed there often after Disneyland opened. He also would host celebrities and VIPs in his apartment. However, um, whenever he was in the park, he would light a lamp in the fire station window to let the people know that he was there. So kind of similar to when the queen is in a residence at Buckingham mm, Palace, yeah. there's a different her like her royal flag is flag. flown yeah. instead of the... Oh, God, that's funny. Yeah. So sort of similar to that. Like, so when the light was on, you knew Walt Disney was on the property. Um, and apparently he never left, which I think is... Kind of cool. I really think that's yeah. cool. Yeah. If there's going to be a ghost anywhere, it should be Walt Disney at Disneyland. It, I mean, yes, <laughs> it really should. So apparently soon after Walt Disney's death, a cleaning woman was cleaning the apartment and noticed that the lamp was lit. So she turned it off and she left, only to see it lit in the window when she got outside. She then did what any one of us would have done. She went back in and she shut the, the light off again. Right. <laughs> um, she went back outside. The lamp was back off. <laughs> and so many cases of OCD have developed since then. Right? <laughs> That's when this will, yeah. Oh, goodness. Um, so she went back in and she turned it off again, only this time she didn't leave the apartment. And the lamp turned itself back on in front of her. Wow. So, nobody has tried to turn the lamp off since. It has been left burning to symbolize Walt Disney's presence in his beloved Disneyland. To this, to this day, cast members report footsteps and knocking coming from the fire station apartment, especially at night. Aww. So I always make sure to look at it, just to make sure, is it still lit? Oh, it is. Okay, it's <laughs> I always, always look at that. Just, oh, it's still I burning. think it's appropriate. I, I think, I do too. I really, I, I really Very do Very much so. Yeah. So, um, apparently a number of shops throughout the park are haunted. Huh. <laughs> shops. Uh-huh. Um, so the fourth floor stockroom of the Star Trader, you know, the... Um, it's at the exit of Star Tours in mm. Tomorrowland. So, you know, like, okay. So, it did, you don't know Archie. He hasn't been yet. He's going to go. He's going to go. We need to take Archie to Disneyland. <laughs> he needs ears. He needs to go Stop to Disneyland. Stop pointing at me like We're that. We're both pointing Both. <laughs> both arms fully extended. Yeah, it's happening. finger pointing at it's, me. It's happening. Um, so, anyway, Archie. Our life is not complete without a trip to Disneyland. It's not. Oh. It's not. Well, then maybe I should postpone it for as long as possible. <laughs> Okay, that doesn't mean that once you go, then you die because now you've seen it all. <laughs> now I've seen everything. <laughs> um, <laughs> I can die now. Oh, thank God. I should have been here sooner. Right. <laughs> um, so all of our listeners, please message us and um, tell Archie how he has to go to Disneyland because he's never fucking been. Also, when we take you, he is going to get a button that says, my, my first, first visit. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, God. It's going to be amazing. And ears that we can post uh, all over Facebook. All over Facebook. And this Instagram means that all the cast members come and antagonize me. Not antagonize. Mm. <laughs> Draw uh, attention to me. Is that correct? That is correct, but it's not just cast members. It's actual guests at the park, too. Oh, God. Everybody who sees somebody that's wearing one of these special buttons. It was because we took Koi for his birthday one year, and he was... He wore a button that said, it's my birthday. And then we had buttons, we're celebrating. Everybody, every cast member, and uh, most of the guests mm -hmm. that would walk by us would wish Koi happy birthday. Oh, wow. It's amazing. Yeah. I'm telling you what, <laughs> it's like, it's the happiest place on earth. <laughs> you can't go to Disneyland and be pissy. 
You can't, and we have been when Sounds it's like, like a challenge to me. 99 <laughs> There you go. I challenge you, Archie. <laughs> you know what? Archie does this. Archie does this. I'm always like, Archie, we're going to go here. And he's like, I don't want to go there. But we're going, <laughs> but I don't want to go there. And I did drag him to there. And he ends up having a fucking blast, and he's the last one to fucking leave. Well, there's usually alcohol involved. There's alcohol involved at Disneyland now. Like EKB's uh, CD, CD release, release party. party. Oh, man. I don't want to go. I don't. You know what? I'm not going to stay long. I, uh, By the time EKB, whose party it was, was ready to leave, we were like, where's Archie? I don't know. I lost him. Archie found 900 new friends and was <laughs> partying in a different part of the bar with him. So he is, he's always like this. I don't want to go, it's, it's going to suck, it's going to be boring. And then he has the best time. <laughs> <laughs> and Disneyland is not going to be no, any fucking different. No, it won't. It won't. Okay, write that on the calendar. Oh, Art, Take Archie to Disneyland. For sure. Fuck oh, yeah. Things are going to be so different, though, after this epidemic. Well, I didn't say we were going to go, like, at the end of this year. <laughs> it's going to happen. Anywho. Where the hell was I? Oh, shops are out of the park. So anyway, Archie, um, <laughs> when you get off the ride, when you get off of any, pretty much every single ride, it always dumps you out into the that ride's gift, gift shop. shop. Right. So this is... Exit through the gift shop. Exactly. This is the Star Trader, which is at the exit of Star Tours in Tomorrowland. Um, it supposedly, again, fourth floor, fourth floor stockroom supposedly has cold spots and a really creepy feeling to it. There are also stories of the merchandise being rearranged on the shelves after the <laughs> shop is locked up for the night when nobody is around, which is fucking rude. Well. But obviously by the cackle you just gave, you think that's fucking funny. <laughs> well, Edward, Edward and I were in a Walgreens looking at allergy meds because I stepped out of the car and face first into a... Into a tree. Oh shit! <laughs> and it's like the instantly one. my cheekbones hurt. It's like oh fuck, allergies. That's what it is. Oh god, okay. And so we were looking at allergy medication at Walgreens, and I was looking. Here's the eighty pack and thirty five, and the pricing. Oh well, the pricing's wrong. So I fucking reorganized their entire Jesus. shelf of, of allergy medication. That's the fucking ghost that Archie will be. That is exactly the ghost I would be. Forget the ghost he said he was going to be on the Queen Mary episode. This is the ghost he would be. Jesus Christ. What were we saying about OCD earlier with yeah, the lamp? Yeah, yeah. okay. Gotcha. <laughs> Great. <laughs> so, of course, Archie thinks it's hysterical. Oh, my God. I don't God. think he's laughed so much in an episode until this one part. <laughs> So there apparently um, is the Hatmosphere, which is the hat booth between America Sings and the Tomorrowland Autopia. I don't know if it's a kiosk or, or what. It, it's, um, you know how the Mad Hatter in the very entrance of the park mm-hmm. will embroider your name yeah. on the ears? Um, it's like that. Oh. It's in the little embroidery hat store. Um, supposedly the sewing machine they use to embroider names on hats never gets warm. Even after being used all day long, and one time somebody saw a face in it. Oh. A face in the sewing machine? Mm-hmm. That's okay. hella creepy. Whose face was it? It doesn't say. <laughs> Choose your own adventure with that one. That's some Beauty and the Beast right. stuff right That's there. In the mirror. <laughs> the wow. sewing machine has a face. Also, Applause for Archie for knowing that Disney reference, which is perfectly timed. Good job. I had to reach for that one. (laughs) Good job. 
<laughs> one okay, so one of the ice cream carts is also supposedly haunted. An ice cream cart. Yes, people have reported hearing a woman's voice, even though there is no woman around. Oh. Which is what does she say? I don't know. Eat me. Oh God! <laughs> Whoa! Family show oh, here. Different, oh. different podcast. Different Nancy. podcast, mom. <laughs> <laughs> It's Alice in Wonderland. Um, (laughs) Apparently, also on Main Street, there have been sightings, because Disneyland is not going to be left out, there have been sightings of a lady in white. Hmm. And she appears in and around the stores along Main Street. She's dressed in clothing from the turn of the 20th century, and legend says that she actually died on the property in the early 1900s when it was an orchard, but she never moved on. So... Hmm. Yeah. Well, that's kind of harsh. Die in an orange orchard and wake up in a... Happiest place on earth. I kind of... I think that would be... I am. (laughs) I kind of think that would be epic. Die in a boring old fucking orchard and wake up and it's Disneyland. (laughs) Eternity. (laughs) I don't think I've done something right in my life for that shit. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. That'd be your heaven. It would, yeah. (laughs) Um, Okay, so the next one I'm going to talk about is the monorail. Now, Archie, you know what the monorail is, right? Right. Right, okay. Um, apparently, no, not apparently, this is a thing that happened. In 1966, a, ni- a 19-year-old boy tried to sneak into Disneyland for grad night. Um, every June, Disneyland is open overnight for high school graduates. And this boy snuck in for grad night. His name was Thomas Cleveland. And he snuck over a perimeter fence and onto the monorail track, oh. which I don't know how that, in 1966, maybe it was different. I don't, I don't know, because the monorail goes over and above. It goes above everybody. So maybe, I don't know. Anyway, um, a security guard saw him and, tr- and tried to warn him to get down, as it was a very da- dangerous place to be, obviously. However, the kid didn't listen. He just ran away so he wouldn't get in trouble, which, right. of course, he was, he was going to do. Um, however, this article that I read said that he should have listened because just, when he, because just then he was hit by a monorail train and dragged 30 to 40 feet before the train was able to stop. <sighs> and this is an actual thing. I've listened to um, a couple of other podcasts that have talked about deaths at Disneyland, and this is one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, this was in what year? Uh, this had 66. So, anyway. People weren't, yeah, still weren't too terribly bright in 66. I just, God. There were, you know what, there were. They're not not too terribly bright now. (laughs) No. Um, there's a podcast that I listened to. My favorite murder did a live show in Anaheim and they did deaths at Disneyland and I think there were nine of them. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, ten if you count the funny one. Um, although PETA there's a funny death there's a funny death PETA won't think I they'll probably sue us oh <laughs> is it about an animal it is um, I don't think I want to hear it it's a, uh, yeah she probably doesn't because it's about a single and she loves them um, there was a on the Incredico what is now called the Incredicoaster in California Adventure it was coming around the bend and a seagull would happen to be flying by and it hit a guy in the face oh yeah it, it, just, it was just one of those freak timing things. How did Martin die? A seagull. <laughs> Hit him in, in the, the face. face. Yeah, except the guy, wow. the human didn't die, but the seagull did. Wow. Yeah, that's why it was like PETA probably won't That's be. hard. When I say that's funny. 
<laughs> Sorry, I just... The guy didn't die, just the seagull did. Anyway. So um, that's not really a death. Well, yeah. If, if, well, if you're part of the seagull community, sure. <laughs> sure. Yeah. There you go, it counts. Anyway. Um, so Thomas, who got um, hit by the monorail train, cast members driving the monorail um, have often reported seeing a young man running along the tracks at the back of the park in the spot where the young man died. One minute the figure is there, and the next he's gone. Oh, which has wow. got to be absolutely fucking terrifying to see. If uh, you're if you're operating the mm-hmm. monorail, yeah, you yeah. think is somebody's it him? running along the track. Do I put on the brakes? Do I keep going? Is it Thomas? Yeah, and then before you can even think the whole rest of those thoughts, it's gone. Oof. Yeah. Oof. So anyway, moving on to Space Mountain, which is one of my favorite rides. Okay, all of the rides are my favorite, <laughs> but. Space you Mountain need is- to add that little thing at the top of this episode. When I say this is one of my favorite rides, ignore it because they're all my favorite. They're rides. all my favorite rides, except except for Storybook Land Canal Boats. I don't care for that ride just because it's slow and slow and yeah. Anyway, I just <laughs> it's a nice place to go to get out of the heat, though. I'll tell you what. Mm. Um, so Space Mountain guests and cast members have reported seeing a f- apparition that they have. Called Disco Debbie. Disco um, Debbie. Disco Debbie. Yeah, she's I'm, been around for a while then because Disco went out. <laughs> she's got a couple a number of movies of years ago. too, huh? <laughs> Family show. Oh, no, it's not. We curse. <laughs> okay, so Debbie apparently has a glowing green hue around her, which is why she's called Disco Debbie. Disco Debbie does Disneyland. <laughs> totally editing that shit out. <laughs> Oh, my God. Um, She's spotted inside the ride, and um, she is reported to be a cast member who died of an aneurysm behind the Space Mountain building. Oh. Oh. Well, brought you two fucks way down, didn't we? Jeez. Wow. Fine. All right. Good. Um, This ghost is my favorite. I I really hesitate to say his name after what happened with Disco Debbie. <laughs> but these people have reported seeing a man with reddish hair and a red face. He usually gets into a seat next to a single rider. By the time the ride ends, the man has disappeared. We will be putting a YouTube video that captured this. Oh, wow. On our, um, <laughs> all of our, uh, or on our website, rather. Um, supposedly, this is the ghost of a man who died on the ride in the 1970s. They call him something. And he's also sometimes... No, no, I want to know what they call him. What do they call him? Mr. One Way. <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. Oh, oh my, my God. God. <laughs> Does he always come last? <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> Okay, it gets worse. Moving <laughs> along. Or better. <laughs> He's also been seen in the cast member locker rooms in the Space Mountain. Oh. <laughs> I guess he comes first. Dirty Kirk. Okay. Dirty Kirk. Oh, God. Please don't let me forget to click explicit content when I upload this episode. <laughs> Fuck. Okay. <laughs> So he's most often described as a friendly ghost, don't say it, (laughs) who appears in the line as a living person chatting and enjoying the day. 
Sometimes he is described as a grown man with reddish hair. Um, sometimes as a child. The child interacts with other guests, but it soon becomes obvious that he is, quote, not from our time. The spirit will board the ride next to a single rider. That's so fucked up. What if, like, you know how you get those pictures taken on the rides when you're, like, going down Splash Mountain and you're like, ah, and same thing with Space Mountain? Yeah, and you think you're alone. You think you're alone, but then then here's Mr. One-Way sitting next to you? Come on now, that would freak me the fuck out. But also, I would post that shit everywhere and frame it in my house. Right. Uh, (laughs) Force everybody that came in the house to look at it. Seriously. Um, (laughs) Get a tattoo of it. Check it out. (laughs) Uh, But anyway, he will disappear (coughs) by the end of the ride. Okay, so the next thing I want to talk about is America Sings slash Interventions. Um, This is another one that we don't, have never gone to. It's over by Autopia, I guess. It's, what is it again? America Sings Inventions slash Inventions. Inventions. Mm-hmm. I-N-N-O-V-E-N-T-I-O-N-S. This is, we don't even know what it's called. We've never <laughs> been there. This well, is obviously, our, because we don't know what it's called. How can we go there? Yeah. Um, this is the, okay, so apparently this is how it's described. It's, the, it's a big, round, rotating building at the east end of Tomorrowland. So where I'm assuming the new Star Wars thing is now. Remember where we met Darth Vader and Chewie? Mm-hmm. I think that was, this has since closed. I think that's where it used to be. I'm not going to wait for you to, I, see, the light is getting ready to stop on, but I, I can't. <laughs> yeah, I'm thinking about that. Really, you're thinking about what? My wine. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Live studio audience, ladies and gentlemen. Hey. This is the Jaram Groaned Hotel. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> You're never going to live that down. I know. Soon to be a wine glass you can purchase in our shop. Um, Okay, so originally it was known as the Carousel of Progress, showcasing predictions of products for the near and not-so-near future. Um, Here's why we don't know what it is. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) It closed in the early 1970s and reopened in the summer of 1974 as America Sings. That's why we don't know what Interventions is. Um, yeah. Maybe if I read my own notes, <laughs> I'd have fucking seen this yeah. one coming. You could have just skipped right to that. Could have. But I'm a bad podcaster. It's been established <laughs> in previous episodes. Jesus. I, freaking Christ. Okay. <laughs> Moving right along. Okay. In, reopened in the summer of 1974 as America Sings, which was a show that highlighted the musical history of the first 200 years of the United States. I'm sure that was amazing, but it sounds boring as fuck to me. (laughs) Oh, wow. That was so... So anyway, it sounds kind of boring to me. But apparently two weeks after the new attraction opened, a new ride operator, an 18-year-old by the name of Deborah Stone, was killed when she was crushed between the wall of the moving audience section and the stationary building, or in the buildings surrounding the stationary stage. Oh. So have you ever been in something like that, where it's like the audience turns, but the building stays? Right. She got crushed in between those two. So ever since, cast members working the ride had reported hearing the voice, a voice telling them to be careful. Stand clear. (laughs) Watch the fuck out, or you'll end up here with me telling everybody to watch the fuck out. Oh my God. (laughs) Right? The America Sings building is also said to be haunted by the ghost of a teenage boy who died in the speed tunnel section of the People Mover. Um, which is on the outer edge of the building. Mom, was that? 
the people move. Maybe that was like. Was that the the cars that go across the like the sky train that went across? Because Disneyland no. had those. Yeah, they did. They had the sky train, but then the people mover was something different. Oh, okay. It was like it went. It seemed like it went around the outer perimeter. Mm. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I, perhaps I should have finished reading. The people mover, which is on the outer edge of the building. <laughs> wow. I'm going to get credited for the uh, oh, man. Haunty, haunting. Uh, haunting. Uh, one of my sources is Nancy Hopper. <laughs> <laughs> she can be found. At, um, <laughs> sorry, Mommy. Uh, anyway, so this teenage boy who died in the speed tunnel section of the People Mover, which is on the outer edge of that building. <laughs> <laughs> the boy died while trying to jump from one car to another and was dragged along the track before the ride okay. came to a stop. You know what? Not a lot of sympathy there. No, well, well, I, I mean, mean, it's difficult. A uh, bit. Skosh, just a skosh. Yeah, because he was yeah. just eighteen. And, yeah, quit but, banging the table. Oh, sorry. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> edit it out. <laughs> I can't edit it out when you do it while I talk. Oh, <laughs> I'm sure, you edit that out too. Fuck <laughs> off! Oh, why do we keep bringing her back? Yeah, you I'm keep doing it. I know she has, <laughs> and I'm very she, popular. She, you are. God damn it. <laughs> Also, she had to get out of the house because she was starting to go a little fucking bonkers. Anywho. to talk to the dogs more and more every day. Don't let her kid you. That's nothing new. (laughs) Tater has to pee. Interrupted a whole podcast to announce her tiny puppy had to pee. Anyway. Um, legend has it that his ghost haunts Tomorrowland. Uh, The People Mover closed in 1995. And this is rude. Um, but the ghost apparently likes to grab the hair of blonde guests. No, thank you. Rude. Um, you're really, my mom occasionally dyes her hair blonde, so she's really of the two, of the three of us. She's the only <laughs> one at risk with that. Um, anyway, there was a guy who had written into Reddit that said, <laughs> he says, quote, my wife, not knowing anything about America sings and its history, found herself at the happiest place on earth, mind you suddenly overcome when a great sense of doom, sadness, melancholy, etc. overtook her and she started crying for no reason right there in the middle of interventions. So this is obviously early, early, early on. Right. Um, He says, I tried to comfort her and asked her what's wrong and she couldn't come up with a reason. I asked her if she was happy crying and she gave me this look, a look I will never forget. She was crying because she was scared out of her mind. I could see it in her face, but she had no reason to be scared. To this day, we still don't know what happened there. It was gone by the time we got over to the Starcade, and the rest of our vacation was super awesome. But we still ponder that. We still ponder on that strange experience. Wow. Yeah, and I often heard that. Like maybe you don't see a ghost, maybe you don't hear something, maybe you don't whatever, but you kind of sort of feel the feelings of. She absorbed the obviously very empathetic person. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, a person with empathy, then I don't have to worry. <laughs> Welcome to the History of a Haunting Podcast with my co-host and his cold black little heart and our apathetic live studio audience. Therapy session, Carrie Hopper. Here we go. I, by this point, I have like nine different podcasts I need to be starting. Um, let's talk about the Matterhorn, which is another one of my favorite mm. rides. Um, That's a classic. It is a classic, yes. So... Um, In 1984, a woman named Dolly Young was riding on the Matterhorn on the Tomorrowland side. 
So, Archie, because he doesn't know. Oh, God. Uh, He's going to learn, though. These shimps that don't know about Disneyland. Jesus, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Got to explain everything. So, Matterhorn, you've seen it, right? Pictures. Sure. If you okay. just say yes, or I'm going to describe it in detail. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. Dear God, a thousand times. Oh, yeah. it's beautiful. It's beautiful. <laughs> I'm looking it up right now. There we go. Okay. So the Matterhorn is a mountain ride and a mountain. Um, but you can, when you get on the ride, you can either take the left side or you can take the right side. And it all kind of goes through it. But you can... I'm the loving the hand gestures right now. <laughs> Everybody, can you see what I'm talking about? So there's the left side over here. And then there's the... Okay. Um... <laughs> So, this particular woman was riding on the Matterhorn on the Tomorrowland side. This side. Um, <laughs> she was alone in the back seat, and a child was alone in the front seat, which is, I don't know why the Super article rare. said alone, because that's the only way you can ride it, really. Um, so, you kind of ride it, like, in tandem. Okay. Yeah. Um, in the middle of the ride, Dolly unbuckled herself, supposedly to assist the child in the seat in front of her. She stood. I. She stood up. Yes, she stood up just before the dip where the other track crosses over the track. So you've got the two roller coasters and oh. one crosses over the other. Um, she stood up just before the dip where the other track crosses over the track she was riding on. She hit her head on the bridge and fell onto the track. When the next sled came by, she got run over. Oh my. God. The story goes that they had to dismantle the track to dislodge her body. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so she now haunts the Matterhorn, and numerous cast members and people have said that they have seen Dolly. Um, one former cast member says, I worked on that ride for several years, and I never saw her, but I sure did feel her. After the ride closes for the day, two people have to walk the track, one on each side of the mountain. You have to walk the entire ride, starting at the bottom and working your way to the top. Fuck that. I feel like I quit. I'm not walking up this goddamn mountain. Oh, my God. I don't even want to hike the actual fucking Matterhorn. <laughs> but I digress. Um, so they have to walk the track, and you have to start at the bottom, and you have to work your way to the top. It is done to look for lost and found items. Um, every time I was unlucky enough to get a track walking shift, I had an uneasy feeling like someone was watching me. I was always convinced that it was Dolly, and so I would often say hi to her. The feeling was always the worst in the big cavern in the middle of the ride at Dolly's Dip, which is the spot where she died, the dip where she stood up. Mm. Oh, wow, they even named it. They named it, yeah. Um, in fact, the work lights in the tunnel near Dolly's Dip always seemed to be burned out. In the six years I worked there, I don't think I ever saw those lights working. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, I hated running the track um, at the end of my shift, and I usually tried to get someone else to do it for me. Oh, God. Yeah. I'll slip you a 20 if you'll pull my shift. Right? Right, yeah. So, um, yeah, so that's Dolly uh, on the Matterhorn. Um, that's another story that I've heard about deaths at, deaths at Disneyland. Let's talk about everybody's favorite, and let's sing the song while we do it. It's a small world. Oh, God. Are we ready? My mom's looking at me like, are you serious? We have to sing? I don't want to sing. You didn't say I had to sing. There's nothing in my contract. <laughs> There's nothing in anyone's contract because we don't have contracts. No one sues. 
So uh, the story is that several cast members who worked on It's a Small World love the ride so much that they came back to reside there after they died, which I cannot think of a more miserable place on after I'm dead. purgatory. Yeah. I mean, it's a very charming ride, and it is one of my favorites, but... It's a small world after all. It's yeah, an earworm. It's an earworm. It gets in there and it's there for fucking ever. <laughs> Here we go. We're going to play it now. Just a moment. I'm kidding. I'm <laughs> kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Um, the legend is that the lights will turn. Oh, this is fucking terrifying to no end. Uh, the legend is that the lights will turn on and off and that the dolls will keep on singing and dancing after hours when the electricity has been turned off. Oh, mm-hmm. there it is. Oh, there okay. it is. <laughs> I don't believe it. Okay. O- okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, why wouldn't somebody report that? It sounds somebody like they did. have. <laughs> <laughs> why, would, why would somebody do something about it? If you're going to start <laughs> questioning these kinds of things, then this whole podcast falls apart. <laughs> things turn off and on by themselves. Why didn't... It's okay if Walt Disney's fucking lamp turns off and on by itself, but small work... I don't believe it. Why didn't somebody record it? Why didn't somebody fix it? I think that's bullshit. I mean... I never used the word bullshit. You probably should have. <laughs> so according to... Okay, an, so is it? It is what? Bullshit. Bullshit. No, it's not. Be sure. <laughs> oh, my God. And here we go. <laughs> Jesus. She you is invited sta- me. She's staying for that one. No, I'm not. Okay. Yes, you are well, now. I can't. I don't give yeah. a shit. According to an account on Im- Imger? Imger? Imager. Imager, but there's no, it's I-M-G-U-R. You just call it Imager. Imager, okay. That's Um, the photo portion of Reddit. Okay. Um, A 12-year-old guest... This is awful. This is awful. A 12-year-old guest was visiting Disneyland with her family. They were enjoying their ride on It's a Small World. When the ride stopped, the lights came on, and cast members helped guests off the ride. So that's when the ride breaks down or malfunctions or whatever. They'll stop you wherever you're at, and then cast members will come out of the fucking woodwork. Like, you didn't even know there was a door there, and all of a sudden the cast members are like, hi, we're here to help you off the ride. Where the fuck did you come from? <laughs> it's, it's brilliant. Yeah, it's kind of creepy. And actually. terrifying. Yeah. yeah. So, um... <laughs> Can I just say your voice was very soothing right then? Hi, we're here to help you off the ride. <laughs> <laughs> it's my dream to work at Disneyland. If you're hiring... Call me. Um, thank you, though. Disney doesn't call anybody. No, they don't. They're, oh, <laughs> seriously. Their interview process is fucking hardcore for cast members. Oh, man. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, but that's not what this podcast is about. Oh, this right isn't right. how to get a job at Disneyland. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Sidebar. Sidebar. You know I love them. <laughs> I just love them. Um, so they were enjoying, enjoying their ride. When the ride stopped, the lights came on. Cast members morphed out of the ether and helped the guests off the ride. Uh, on the way out, this little girl's mother decided, for whatever reason, she was going to snap a few behind-the-scenes pictures to finish off the roll. And when they f- the family developed the film after they got home, the last photo on the roll appeared to be a, fing- a figure hanging from the ceiling. Oh. And not hanging one- as in... Mm-hmm. And hanging. not one of the little animatronic dolls. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Mm. Could you imagine how 
what? No. Ew. And then that song will be stuck in your head for the rest of your life. Image burned in your brain. It's terrible. Oh. Yeah, it's terrible. Yeah. So let's get to everybody's favorite ride. And the one that most people assume is haunted, the Haunted Mansion. Because guess what? It is. (laughs) So there are several ghosts that haunt the Haunted Mansion, and none of them are the 999 happy little ghosts. Um, The first ghost story happened when the mansion was still being built back in the 60s. One of the sound designers was in the seance room and heard music coming from behind a wall. Okay, easy enough, no big deal. He thought it was a radio, but there was never any talking or commercials, just music. Hmm. I don't think they have this, like, commercialist radio back in the 60s. They barely have it now. Um, (laughs) But uh, he kept hearing the music for days. Finally, he decided to just put a speaker near the spot the music was coming from to mask it. Okay. It was just endless music coming from nowhere. So he put a speaker in front of it to be like, okay, Mm -hmm. here we go, speaker. Weird, creepy. Moving on to better, creepier things. <clears throat> Another cast member says, When I worked at Disneyland, I heard a rumor that the spell book in the seance circle was a real spell book and that Madame Leota was reciting a spell from that book. Now, Archie, there is a part, a portion in the Haunted Mansion when you're in your little doom buggy and you're riding around that you come to um, a seance room and there's a crystal ball and there's a, a woman's head in this crystal ball and it's Madame Leota. Okay. And she's basically just babbling about something. Something. <laughs> so that's who Madame Leota is. Okay. Okay. I'm sure you've probably seen pictures of it. Probably. Yeah. Um, so this person says, I heard a rumor that the spell book in the sand circle was a real spell book and that Madame Leota was reciting a spell from that book. I find it very hard to believe that Disney, Walt Disney, or anybody that he might have employed would have been dumb enough to do that shit. <laughs> but. Um, rumor had it that each morning when cast members would arrive at the attraction to open the ride, they would find the spell book, which there is a book on this table where the crystal ball is. They would find the book in a different place than it was on the previous night. (laughs) So there's also a story about a woman. Okay. This is what I was talking about in the beginning of my portion or the beginning of the episode where people do weird stuff at Disneyland. (laughs) Okay. This is the stuff. There's a story about a woman who came to the Haunted Mansion to sprinkle her young son's ashes in the ride since his dying wish was to be one of the Haunted Mansion ghosts. Describe Archie's face, please. Kind of a scowl. Yeah, a scowl <laughs> and a if you know who, horror. Yeah, if you know who Grumpy Cat is, that was really Archie's face right there. Yeah, yeah. Um, so she was told that she couldn't spread the ashes there, but apparently she snuck back and scattered her son's ashes anyway. After that, people reported seeing the ghost of a small boy crying near the exit. This author of the article writes, I guess he didn't want to be a haunted mansion ghost after all. Aww. Aww. Mm-hmm. But this is a very common occurrence, apparently, in Disneyland. There is somebody that um, I'm related to, that I know and that I love, whose aunt has also, her cremains have been scattered at Disneyland. <gasps> Her daughter took her there and scattered her cremains at Disneyland. 
And I guess it's a very common occurrence. Um, and Disneyland employees are actually trained in how to handle the disposal of ashes they find scattered throughout the park. Isn't a vacuum cleaner? It is. Oh, God. <laughs> it is, and it's dumped into the ice cream machines. No, it's not a vacuum cleaner. No. My mom was looking at me like, son of a bitch. Oh, my God. <coughs> I'm totally lying. Oh, man. No, it's, <laughs> they actually have to sweep it up and put it in biohazard bags because it's human remains. Right. And they have to dispose of it that way. How do they know it's human remains? You can tell. There's oh. bone bits. Uh, cream, I don't even know why we're talking about oh this. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm going back to Disneyland again. Cremated human remains don't look like ashes <clears throat> like you'd find in a fucking cigarette ashtray. The human body doesn't burn that way. Okay, I was thinking of a fireplace, but yeah, ashtray, whatever. Okay, that too, sure. <laughs> Anyway, so apparently it happens frequently, which is... Wow. Um, it's so frequently that Disneyland employees know Are how to handle it. Trained to dispose of Wow. Uh, uh-huh. Isn't that weird that they're trained? Because it happens so often. That. Yeah. Please don't do wow. this, you guys. I know it's an amazing, wonderful place. But, but please, please don't dump your dead don't, person's ashes. Please don't here. dump your mother's ashes. Especially off of a moving ride where it's like my blowback is always really Snort laugh. Snort laugh. He did it. He's Where's hiding it. Card? That's Where's cheating. Where card? is your bingo card? Is it home? Oh, God. <sighs> it's the blowback. It's the blowback that got me. <laughs> Oh, God, what's this in my mouth? Right? It's Grandma. It's Grandma. (laughs) That's just... You see, the Thames River is so much easier for everybody involved. (sighs) Anywho. Yeah, so, goodness, and I didn't think anything could beat the Mr. One-Way on Space Mountain. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. For sure. So now, the final one, yes, is the man with the cane. So apparently, I guess, a small plane crashed in the 1940s in Anaheim, and the pilot is now believed to be haunting the haunted mansion, because I guess it crashed in the general area where the park was built. Um, According to a cast member, he saw the man with a cane at the loading dock where the guests board the dune buggies. So if you see a man with a cane there... The dune buggies. Yeah, you know, the the little dune buggies that you get in and, you know, when you... Get on the ride and you ride through Haunted Mansion. It's those little black. Oh, okay. They're called Doom Buggies. Doom Buggies. Yeah. Clever, right? (laughs) Kind of. Kind of. This one is pretty sad. This one is the spirit in the river. In June of 1973, two brothers stayed on Tom Sawyer's Island after the park closed. Mm -hmm. They tried to, to escape by swimming across the rivers of America to get back to. And the older brother drowned, trying to save the younger brother. Mm-hmm. Um, cast members have often seen a ghost rippling the water of a person struggling in the river. Mm. Yeah, <sighs> that's an awful one. Um, back to the lady in white that is seen often through Main Street. Um, again, she's often seen wearing white Victorian clothing, um, helping lost children find their way to the baby care center. Uh, this is said to be the spirit of a woman who died at the site, like I said, earlier in the 1900s before the park was built, but is still connected to the land. Some theorize that the old-timey feel of Main Street may have been why she remained, which I think is kind of... Oh, okay. Yeah, and she's helping little lost kind of kids. interesting, yeah. Yeah. Um, now, well, let's talk about... scaring the piss out of them. I mean, you know. <laughs> well... <laughs> 
They have way more bathrooms now, though, so she probably takes me to the bathroom first. True. Yeah. <laughs> there is another ghost there called Grandma Joyce. Oh, I like her already. Do you? Yeah. Let's see. Oh. <laughs> uh oh. Hang on to that one. Um, I mean, yeah, actually, she actually might. I'm, yeah. <laughs> Another family member was caught sprinkling the ashes of a loved one inside the haunted mansion. Um, but cast members were unable to figure out who was doing it. <laughs> one night at closing, one of the cast members found some of the dirt, found some of the dirt in the, the queue graveyard. So the queue where you line up and you line up okay, to get okay. you. Mm-hmm. All of the lines in the rides of Disneyland are all very, they're themed. They're, they're highly entertaining. So... At the Haunted Mansion, you walk through a line through a graveyard. Right. Okay. Um, so they found some dirt in the graveyard, undisturbed. Upon closer inspection, the cast members discovered an empty urn engraved with, quote, rest in peace, our dearest Grandma Joyce. They left the urn? Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Right? Like, why? Okay. So many questions. Mm. So many questions. Um, allegedly, the urn spent several months sitting in the video surveillance room in the ride until a couple of cast members took it up into the catwalk and set up a makeshift shrine to Grandma Joyce within the ride where you can't see it in the ride. Oh. Yeah, so All that's right, Grandma Joyce. Or Grandma Joyce. She'd probably rather have been in a cemetery somewhere. Might have been, or, you know, scattered down a beautiful river in Washington State or whatever. Or London, or... Or London, or, you know... What have you? Tower of London. No, don't go to tourist attractions <laughs> oh, and scatter your loved one's remains. <laughs> I can't stress it enough. Anyway, let's talk about good old Reddit. Now, Reddit is always a treasure trove of just some of the most wild shit on the internet, and I love it. Um, here are a couple of stories. Do you love it I... for their authenticity or their... Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> uh, here are a couple of stories of people that had paranormal experiences at Disneyland from Reddit. First one, quote, anyway, last night my friends and I were at Disneyland in Anaheim, California when visiting the Indiana Jones attraction. I was taking a few photos of my friends, and in one behind my buddy was this figure over his left shoulder. The cast members working there all said that they have experienced a presence on the ride, but who hasn't had their mind take over when they hear a ghost story? I asked several cast members around the park and showed them this picture as well, ended up freaking a few out, but others thought it was legit. Um, I tried to save this photo, but I couldn't. Uh, I'll, I'll try again, and you guys can see for yourself. So, again, in the line for Nina Jones, which is one of the more elaborate lines of any Disneyland ride I think I've ever seen, it's um, a picture of this guy who's standing in front of a bunch of bamboo outside when, before you get into the actual ride. And you're, okay. in, you're in another, still the same line, but just indoors. Um, there is a, a figure of somebody standing, it's a blurry figure, standing behind this guy. And the guy's not blurry, the bamboo around him's not blurry, but this human-shaped figure is standing behind him and is blurry. Hmm. I'll try to find it again, and I'll, I'll see if I can save it, um, but it, it was crazy. So apparently he captured this photo of his friends um, on the Indiana Jones ride. Now... This other person says, my cousin's worked at Disneyland for 10 plus years and she spent most of her time working at the Haunted Mansion. Uh, So she says, 
When I was 14 or so, my aunt took me to Disneyland. My cousin joined us on her day off because she basically knows everyone in the park and she can get us into the front of any line with her magical Disney social skills. Mm. I need someone to teach me those. (laughs) Uh, My cousin and I rode together on the Haunted Mansion ride. I have never been scared easily. I have been on that ride plenty of times before. I was never freaked out. My cousin spent most of the ride explaining how each room was built and how cast members control and monitor each room. Basically sucking the fucking magic out of the ride. Yeah. (laughs) Is what her cousin did. Thank you. Um, (laughs) We got to the axe murder room. You know, the one where the bride murders her new groom. Archie's like, what? (laughs) Disneyland is amazing. Charming. Trust me. Yeah. Just trust me. It's amazing. Land of wonder. Land of wonder. Exactly. Um, And I closed my eyes and I put my hands over them because I felt so anxious for some reason. I swear on my life, somebody poked me hard right in between my shoulder and collarbone. I turned to my cousin and asked her if she poked me and she said no. It wasn't even physically possible. I opened my eyes so fast that I would have seen her if she did it. And again, these these doom buggies are you basically get in and they're sort of like a half shell kind of look and ride. They're little buggies, and and there's no way that somebody could poke you on the back between your collarbone and your shoulder blade without you feeling them or moving, because it's kind of a tight space. Right, right, okay. So, um, that's kind of fucked up. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) So she says that her cousin said her response was, it's probably Timmy. And the girl goes, I was like, what the fuck? Who the hell is Timmy? Which any of us would say. Right, right. Uh, she goes on to explain that the park visitors often throw cremated ashes of their dead relatives on the rides, and again, the woman who whose son she sprinkled in the ride. Um, he is still there. He's the same little boy that has seen, been seen crying, not wanting to be, you know, at Disneyland, <laughs> this ride forever. Um, she, she said that her cousin has seen him many times. They usually see him in the buggies, and then they stop the ride to let him off, but nobody is there. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, creepy. <laughs> super fucking creepy. Um, another, uh, cast, former cast member on Reddit writes, from my understanding, way back before California Adventure was built, there was a parking lot there. This is common knowledge, and it is. Mm-hmm. There used to be a parking lot there. Um, well, common knowledge for us, except for, parking, yeah. you know, shemps like Archie. You've never been. Oh, Jesus, the hand waving. <laughs> um, anyway. <clears throat> judging you, Yeah, I know. Yeah. Apparently where the Burbank Trolley Treats side rests in California Adventure um, is a little kiosk. A little girl was hit by a car and killed when this was a parking garage. Um, After hours, she will run around between the displays and mess with the guest members. (laughs) Generally, the men get the brunt of her screwing with. So apparently it was after closing one night and this cast member says, I was dusting some shelves near the automatic doors in Trolley Treats. The doors had been locked and wouldn't open from the outside and were stubborn to open from the inside. So there I was, dusting the door, dusting when the door clicked and slid open. Now I leaned back and I looked to see who went through the door, but saw and heard nobody. Meanwhile, there were two other cast members behind me counting money from the registers. They were just staring. I said, did those doors just open up on their own? And they nodded. So I continued dusting for a bit as they wrapped up. Once I was alone, the door did it again. This time I went over to see if it was just being silly, but go figure, it closed and wouldn't open for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mentioned it later to a, a lead that then told me about having seen the little girl at 3 a.m. one night when locking up. Not really scary story, but more unique. Mm. Yeah. 
Um, <laughs> and then from YouTube. And these are my last um, stories that I have um, as far as the hauntings. And then I'm going to get into my fun facts, which are fucking amazing fun. And she helped me pick them. Okay. Yeah. So she agrees. They're very fun. Um, <laughs> last uh, couple, of, couple of ghost stories. One girl was working in a shop at New Orleans Square. I'm assuming it's the one that you go to when you get out of Pirates of the Caribbean. Um, she was working in a shop in New Orleans Square. She was closing up for the night, and it was about an hour after the park had closed. She was waiting for her manager to come back and clear her to go home when she heard a woman say, Excuse me. It startled her because it was so quiet. The park was closed. There were no guests in the park. It had been closed for an hour, and the cleaning crew had not yet turned on their machines. So she, it was dead quiet, and then this just woman, Excuse me. No one fucking there. Oh, wow. Okay. So she went back behind the counter, and she thought that it might have been the last guest. She kind of looked around. Nothing. Went back behind the counter. She's sitting there, and she's waiting, and it's kind of boring. I mean, if you've ever worked in retail, and you're waiting to fucking be, like, you know, told you can go home, and you know the store is closed, and there's no more customers, it's kind of boring. So from behind her, she hears, excuse me. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck. Yes. This time it sounded, it was coming, like it was coming from the stock room downstairs. So she says she went downstairs. She saw nothing in the dark room but rows and rows of boxes. She went back up the stairs. She heard, still again, coming from behind her, excuse me. (laughs) (laughs) Um, This time the girl says she took off to the manager's office because this bitch was obviously dragging her fucking heels and needed to let this girl go home now. (laughs) Uh, <laughs> she told her manager what happened and the manager was like, okay, I'll go take a look. And so the manager went and took a look around the store, down the stock room. She didn't find anything. Okay. She said that she's like, my manager probably thought I was crazy, but I didn't care. I needed to get the hell out of there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A few days later, the cast member was telling a coworker about it. And they say that others have also experienced the same thing while in that store. Always a woman. Always saying just Excuse, Excuse me. me. Wow. No. Next time somebody says "excuse me" in what I think is that store, I'm probably gonna shit. <laughs> Archie's like, please don't take me on that trip. <laughs> I don't want to go with you to Disneyland on that trip. Take extra pants. Take extra pants. Um, <laughs> so the last and final one. Um, unfortunately, I'm going to close out my haunting portion with a sad story. The last one is from another cast member that says, quote, the one that always creeped me out the most was about the little girl on Tom Sawyer's Island. The story goes that one day a little girl got lost on the island and they never did find her. Years later, when they were working on the rivers of America, installing everything for Fantasmic, there were some people that suspected they might find her body at the bottom of the river, but they never did. Late at night, when the tech guys were setting up or tearing down for Phantasmic, sometimes one of them will feel a tug at his jacket and hear a little girl's voice asking, excuse me, have you seen my daddy? And when the guy turns around, no one is there. Hmm. Yeah. Oh, that's creepy. I should have ended on Mr. One Way, huh? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> but that's not at all. That was just all kinds of fucking bad, that sentence. Wow. Um... <laughs> Yeah, I should have. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, my God. There's, I regret everything. There's no coming back from that. No, there really is. Oh, no. wow. <laughs> okay. Well, let's, let's do this. Let's time for fun facts. 
And I'm actually excited about these because they're super fun. And even when I was reading them to my mom, she was like, oh, my God, I never knew that. Put that one in. Oh, my God, I never knew that. Put that one in. So hopefully, Archie, you will think some of these things are pretty cool. Okay. Um, if Archie's impressed, then they are super fun facts because he knows nothing about Disneyland. <laughs> so for sure. So the first one that I have is that there is a basketball court on the Matterhorn. Did you know this? No. No. Okay. So you'd never know by actually looking at it, but hidden in the middle of the iconic Matterhorn bobsleds mountain is a basketball court, albeit a small one. Oh. Really, it's just a hoop on a backboard with some floor markups. <laughs> but apparently, to have a structure that big in California at one point, it had to be a sports arena. So thus, the basketball court was put onto the Matterhorn. Oh, so the Disneyland could have. Very clever. Tricky. Mm-hmm, right? Nice. Yeah, love it. Um, Disneyland is home to hundreds of feral cats. Did you know this? No. Okay. We d- I did know this one. Um, the adorable cats are there to help, as a cast member once told us to, quote, keep the Minnie and Mickey population down. <laughs> oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the cats are very well cared for with a vet on staff, various feeding stations, and lots of love from Disneyland workers. If a cast member falls for a particular feline, they have the opportunity to adopt the cat and bring it home. Okay, that's nice. But we have seen them. They, we, uh, Koi and I have seen a couple of them at night when we're there for our last, like, the uh, mm. ride power hour. Mm-hmm. That is so one. harsh. I mean, Mickey Mouse built that place. <laughs> Let's face it. Sure he did, but... Mm. And now they got feral cats... Eating his duty. offspring. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. If that's, that's how you want to look at it, go right at it. That's hard. <laughs> oh, okay. They're knockoffs. They're knockoffs. They're knockoffs. Yeah, they're cheap knockoffs. It's fine. Um, there Mil- is Milky Mouse. It is. Oh, yuck. That took a turn. Mr. One Way. Oh, Jesus. Oh, God. Stop. <laughs> Fuck. Oh, God. Oh. Of all the episodes, the one we might get sued, please don't sue us. We have no money. Um, (laughs) You won't get anything. You really will not get shit. Um, (laughs) There is one ride that is way older than all of the rest. Disneyland's King Arthur Carousel in Fantasyland is even older than the park itself by several decades. The Denzel Menagerie Merry-Go-Round was estimated to have been built as early as 1875. Oh, wow. And was in use from 1922 at the Sunnyside Beach Park in Toronto until Walt Disney bought it for his park. Mm-hmm. Okay. To that end, every horse on King Arthur's carousel has a unique name. The most famous horse is Jingles, which was reportedly Walt Disney's favorite and is now decorated with a tribute to Disney's Mary Poppins, which is the one she rides mm-hmm. in Mary Poppins. Mm. But Jingle's pals should not be ignored. The other horses include Fern, Frenchie, Gypsy, and Hoot, among 63 others. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. Now, I didn't know this, and you didn't, I don't think you knew it either. You definitely don't know it. Look at me point at him in judgment in this whole episode. <laughs> God, no this wonder, whole episode. Wow. No wonder he didn't want to do it. <laughs> he was like, okay, Disneyland. <laughs> anyway, I didn't know this. The drawbridge in front of Sleeping Beauty's castle is operational. Apparently, the picturesque bridge isn't there for merely for show. It can actually be raised and lowered. It has only been utilized on two occasions at the opening of the park and the reopening of Fantasyland. I didn't know that. Hmm. I had no idea. I don't actually know as I noticed there was a fucking drawbridge. <laughs> <laughs> I thought about it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so as Archie mentioned, the land used to be home to orange groves. 
right? And walnuts. And walnuts. So um, if you stay at the California Grand Hotel, the remodeled rooms actually pay tribute to the orange grove in orange grove passed in various ways from the headboards to the art on the walls. Mm. Which oh. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, We're this not is, staying there, though. No, but Koi does want to. I know. She wants to stay at the Disneyland Hotel, which is the original hotel, which has always been our dream. Mm. Mm. Yes. This is, I thought was really cool. There is a 120-year-old palm tree in the middle of Disneyland. Many trees grow in Disneyland, but one is uniquely special and really, really fucking old. A canary... I really, really fucking old? They're my notes. Of course oh. it says fucking old. <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> A Canary Island date palm tree was planted way back in 1896 and was spared the axe when Walt Disney decided to keep the already majestic palm, but he did end up moving in a little bit. Uh, it still stands in Adventureland and can be found right near the Fast Pass distribution kiosk near the Jungle Cruise ride. And like I said, I think it's that big palm tree that has the row of benches, like the circle of benches around yeah, it, or a yeah. block of benches around it. Wow, I've sat there. Uh huh. I know. Mm-hmm. We had no idea. Famous old palm tree. And well, how old is it? 122 years old. Wow. Mm hmm. We'll have to check it out next time. That's an old. That's super I mean, old. for a tree I mean. or anybody. Else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's wow, good on you if you're 122. And, you know, human, tree, whatever. We're here for it. We're here for it. Celebrate. <laughs> okay. Another thing that I thought was really cool was that the plants in the landscaping in Tomorrowland are all edible. Oh, that's cool. Uh, they um, include lemons, oranges, lettuces, peppers, and a variety of herbs. They can be found in the landscaping. I had no idea. But so I think people really could cool. just go through and, and pick and... They could. They could go through, but don't because it's their landscaping. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, you know what? The same people that are picking and through it are probably the same people that are scattering their loved one's ashes. I don't. I don't do any of this stuff, people. <laughs> anyway... Oh, this is one of my favorites. I've got a bunch of fun facts, but this is one of my favorites. There's a secret message aired at the New Orleans Square train station. So now Disneyland has a train, and that's also original to the park, right, Mom? Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. So Disneyland has a train that goes all the way around the park, and it stops at some of the various lands, which is a really super fucking handy way to, like... Get around. Traverse the park when it's 100 degrees, and you don't really want to fucking walk that far. Right. Through 9 million people. Anyway... So, at the New Orleans Square train station, if you listen very carefully while waiting for your ride on the iconic Disneyland Railway, you will hear the tap, tap, tap of Morse code. And I've heard this, but I always thought it was just a signal indicating that the train was coming. You know, I had I no too. idea. I have too. Yeah, I had no idea. What I is it? It's Morse code. And the little telegraph office across the tracks is transmitting the first two sentences of Walt Disney's opening day speech. Oh, wow. And it plays on a loop in Morse code. To all who come to Disneyland, welcome. Here age relives fond memories of the past, and here youth may savor the challenge and promise of the future. Oh, wow. I heard that, but I swear to God, I thought it was just some sort of signal that the train was coming. I had no idea. Oh, that's funny. I never paid, yeah, but I've heard it too. Uh Yeah, that's what it is. Um, wow. Yeah. So now, Walt and Roy Disney are tagged on the balcony in New Orleans Square. 
So above Pirates of the Caribbean, there are two very decorative sets of initials made of iron, painted in gold, integrated onto the balcony. The initials are for Walt and his brother Roy, marking making their mark on their creation. I feel like Walt Disney died before Pirates was finished, or he died before Haunted Mansion was finished. They were still adding to Walt Disney as they were building Walt Disney World, so... Hmm. Anyway. Um, I like this part, too. I like all these. Otherwise, I wouldn't have fucking picked them. I didn't just not quit saying it. <laughs> Eeyore lives within Indiana Jones. Where Indiana Jones Adventure Temple of the Forbidden Eye stands was once the Eeyore parking lot. Okay. Yeah. To pay homage to its last incarnation, the Imagineers hid one of the old parking signs in the queue for the ride. It's right by the film projector in the projection room. So when you go in, there's a... Um, you've seen the Indiana Jones movies? Mm-hmm. Okay, so you know Sala, his little bearded friend. So he does a little video about um, how important it is to mogo your safety belt. <laughs> That's the projection room. Okay. And I guess off to the side of this projection, there is one of the parking signs from the EUR parking lot. I've never noticed it, but everybody's always p- paying attention to this old black and white, yeah. jittery, yeah, yeah. like, video. Your seat video of Sala. So um, I thought that was really cool. Uh, Indiana Jones's office is full of real Indiana Jones stuff. Mm. In the queue for Indiana Jones Adventure Temple of the Forbidden Eye, because you can't say it enough, there is a scene depicting Indy's office, and many of the items on display are actual props from the movies. Well, that's cool. Right? Well, I should think they, you know, I feel like they should have could afford it. Yeah. I also think they probably should call this Disneyland slash Harrison Ford Land, because he's kind of everywhere in this park now. <laughs> Uh, how about Disneyland slash George Lucas? George Lucas Land? Yeah. Because yeah. George Lucas is, you know. You know, kind of all of it. Yeah. Well, it's not <laughs> Indiana Jones is Steven Spielberg. That's not George Lucas. I know that, but George Lucas is more than Spielberg is. Well, as far as, you know, unless I, that's, an, that's also another podcast. <laughs> Nerds debate. Okay. Um, making a wish at the Snow White Wishing Well helps others. There's a, um, like a white marble wishing well off to the side of Sleeping Beauty's castle that's Snow White with surrounded by her animals and it's a fountain. Um, when you toss a coin into the wishing well located in the Snow White Grotto, you not only get to make a wish, but your coin also goes to a children's charity. Oh, nice. Yeah. To note this fact, engraved on the wall is the line, your wishes will help children everywhere. Uh, that's kind of cool. That is, Yeah. Um, it's a small world. While the song is annoying, the ride is actually very precious. <laughs> Instead of using a gold-colored paint, Walt Disney used actual 22-karat gold. Oh. The reason, it said, is that paint would oxidize and fade while real gold would stay shiny and bright and in the long run cost less money since there would be less maintenance and upkeep, which is kind of fucking brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, popcorn people exist at Disneyland. Which I, I put this in because of Koi, because he loves popcorn. And we get popcorn at one of the popcorn stations every time we go. Every popcorn cart in Disneyland has its own mascot. A little creature from a Yeti to Davy Crockett to Oogie Boogie from Nightmare Before Christmas that appears to churn the popcorn popper. <laughs> yeah. Um, there used to be a smoke shop on Main Street. Yeah. Oh. You also used to be able to buy bras at Disneyland. <laughs> really? Yeah, for like six months. 
Um, but then they were like, no, I mean, that's not I was a... thinking about the smoke shop, not the bras, but... Oh, okay. I thought the bras were funny. <laughs> uh, anyway, there used to be a smoke shop on Main Street. Right there in the middle of Main Street was the tobacco shop that carried tobacco and smoking accessories from around the world, from hand-carved pipes to pouches of exotic tobacco. Surprisingly, the shop was open from 1955 until 91. Oh, wow. Right? Didn't California go non-smoking in, yeah. like, 89 or some shit? <laughs> anyway, I thought that was pretty funny. Hmm. Yeah. A few stars, famous celebrities, got their start at Disneyland, including Steve Martin, who worked at the Magic Shop, Michelle Pfeiffer dressed up as Alice in Wonderland and greeted guests, and Kevin Costner was a Jungle Cruise skipper. <laughs> I never knew that. Wow. I can totally I see Michelle Pfeiffer as, as Alice in Wonderland, though. I think that's pretty cool. Um... This part, Koi actually knew this part. I didn't know this part, but Koi did. Because. It's Koi. It's Koi. <laughs> uh, real skeletons were used on the Pirates of the Caribbean ride. Mm. Mm. In the early days of the ride, several real sets of human remains, courtesy of UCLA's medical center, were used as props. Rumor has it that one is still there, the skull that accents the bed in one of the vignettes. I, I, I think there's just that one, maybe there's two scenes where there's a. A pirate captain that's died in his bed surrounded by, I think there's, anyway, that one's supposed to be a real human skull. God bless UCLA Medical Center. (laughs) Thank you for that. Here's another cool thing. I'm coming to my last three fun facts. There's a time capsule buried in Disneyland right in front of Sleeping Beauty's Castle on July 17th, 1995, the park's 40th anniversary. A time capsule was buried. It is to be opened on July 17th, 2045. And I really hope that I'm there for that because I think that would be really fucking cool. God, I hope I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, I know. You'll be like 94, yeah, 96. Yeah, way too old for Disneyland. Way too old. Okay. Well... I hope you're still alive, but I hope you're not at Disneyland because you would ruin it for us by bitching about how you're still tired. <laughs> oh, my God. You, are, you, are you saying I'm wrong? No. Okay. <laughs> there it is. This last um, one fun fact is actually going to... I'm dedicating this to my son, Koi, because it is the coolest fun fact. It is the best fun fact, and um, it, it's, it, he would love it. Um, while waiting in line for Star Tours. Now, do you know what that ride is? It's I the do ride now. where yeah. Star Tours is the ride where you go in and it's like a three-dimensional, like you fly through space and, and C3PO takes you and you know whatever. But while you're waiting in line for Star Tours, listen very closely to the announcement that addresses a passenger named Mr. Egareg Sakul. Because that is George Lucas spelled backwards. So they announce Mr. Egareg Sakul. And oh, I thought that geez. was so cool. I thought that that was our favorite one. That's our favorite um, <clears throat> fun fact because, you know, Star Wars is everything in this family in Disneyland. <laughs> and Koi wants to get a job there. So as soon as you guys open and you're hiring, call my son. Now, let's talk for just a tiny minute about Club 33. This is a dream for Koi and I. Are you guys, you know Club 33? Yes, I do. And you do, are no way in the financial <laughs> Do you know Club afford it. Yeah. I do. Everybody's heard of Club 33. For sure, for sure. Chris Hardwick is a member of Club 33. That old fucker. Who is? Chris Hardwick. He's the, um, he created Nerdist and he's the host of Talking Dead and he's oh. a comedian. Yeah, he's a member of Club 33. He married Lydia Hurst, who's the great granddaughter of. Which is why he can't afford it. I'm sure it is. <laughs> anyway, for those of you who don't know about Club 33, 
it is a special membership club. Uh, membership of the club is not transferable between resorts. Individual members pay $25,000 just to get in, in addition to annual dues, which are about $12,000. Oh, Tom Hanks is a member of Club 33. <laughs> Woody himself. <laughs> well, Woody should be. Right, for free, actually. <laughs> yeah, he probably didn't have to pay for that. Right? <laughs> probably not. Um, <laughs> Club 33 uh, members and their guests have exclusive access to resort experiences, which vary depending on the type of membership. In addition to the Club 33 restaurant, access may also include Les Salons Salon Nouveau, a jazz, a jazz lounge within New Orleans Square, and 1901, which is a lounge in uh, California Adventure. Probably another one of those hidden jobbies. Oh, wow, that's cool. Yeah, sounds really cool. Um, neither are open to the public because the public... They <laughs> <laughs> They only pay for us. Talk about shimps. <laughs> um, <laughs> Club 33 is only one of two locations in Disneyland Park to offer alcoholic beverages. So, hmm. not getting your alcohol there. But the other one being Oga's Cantina in the new Galaxy's Edge, or Star Wars Land as we call it. Um, it is also rumored to have, not Oga's Cantina, but Club 33 is rumored to have a 10 year waiting list. I don't doubt that. Mm-hmm. For real. For real. So, that's what I have, guys, on uh, the hauntings at Disneyland. And All right. Yeah, I, this was a lot of fun. I was super excited to do this episode for a really long time, and I got it, came up with the idea and texted Archie immediately when Disneyland closed. For, you know, <laughs> and so, so now we have to take Archie to Disneyland. Now we have to take Archie to Disneyland. So that he can share with your fans mm-hmm. and People. Mm-hmm. Oh my God! We can do live history of hauntings from Disneyland, and yes. everybody can see Archie's immediate reaction to everything. Archie, <laughs> yes. <laughs> when Winnie the Pooh comes up and hugs him, like right? he did Koi. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be amazing. It's really going to be amazing. Look for that. Um, <laughs> and if you want, yeah, stay tuned. Stay for, tuned. Stay tuned for Archie in Disneyland. In Disney, Archie goes to Disneyland. Um, <laughs> So, um, RJ, I want to thank you very much for um, indulging me in this special bonus episode. I know that it was not something that you were super excited about, but, um, yeah, I, um, we, my mom and I had a lot of fun, and I think okay. you kind of had a little yeah, bit of fucking fun, too. I, think, I did. Yeah. The history of, him, of it was... He did such a great job. I had no idea that it was a colossal <laughs> fail on day one. I had no idea. <laughs> no. I about think everybody that. just assumes that Disneyland was a hit. From was the a hit from the minute they opened the yeah. gates. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, thanks, Arch. That was mm-hmm. that was really, really, very, very well done. Um, I do want to say in closing of this particular episode that I know that having to halt all of our plans in our daily lives is a big, fat fucking bummer. Um, folks are getting bored. They're getting cabin fevery, etc. Um, but it really is the only option, the only one. And I think you know, I think we can all agree. It is. Yeah. Um, so I just want to let everybody know that this too shall pass, and I promise that it will. Uh, my heart goes out to everybody whose Disneyland trips were forced to change or even cancel because of this pandemic. Um, but I do want to say, you know, hang in there, and we will all get back to Disneyland as soon as we possibly can. Uh, to quote Peter Pan, all it takes is faith and trust, 
and a little bit pixie, of pixie dust. dust. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much, guys. We will see you at Disneyland, and we will see you next week. We hope you enjoyed this bonus episode of History of a Haunting. That's it for us. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. Ladies and gentlemen, Disneyland has now ended its normal operating day. We hope you've enjoyed your visit to the Magic Kingdom and that you'll be back with us again soon. Drive carefully on your way home. Good night. Yeah, folks, and me and my pals hope you had a swell time. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Mickey? Uh-huh? It's that time. Uh, what time is that, Minnie? Oh, <laughs> Goofy? Oh, oh. Now, now it's time, time to say goodnight to all our company.